What's up, everybody? We back for another episode of Ready, Ready Set, Go. Go. Y'all know who it is. It's Justin Gavin here, man. You man. know who my co-host is? Rodney A. Green II. Shoot. You know what it is. Hey, we didn't want to do the regular thing when we do the predictions, but we want to talk about the outcomes of these events that has happened during the World Championships right now. If you ain't know, it's been stellar and amazing performances have come out, and a lot of them have been kind of shocking to a lot of people. So we're going to dive right into that part right now. So... Buckle up, because a lot of this is going to be kind of wild for y'all if y'all ain't been paying attention. This is true, man. We on day five of the World Athletics World Championships in Budapest, man. You can catch it on NBC. Sometimes it's on early in the morning. Sometimes it's on in the afternoon, 11 to 2 p.m. Those are the times you want to um, try to catch it on, on your television. But we're going to dive right in, man. Uh, we have a new new world champion in the women's 100 meters, man. And Shakari Richardson. From Texas, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you want to shout that out so uh, bad, boy. Uh, listen, tell me why you made. Why, listen, why you want to talk about Texas I just, so bad? I just made. Oh, I think I think I made the connection. I'm not sure. I, I'm not uh, wrong. I think Shakira went to Dallas Carter, and I was watching Friday Night Lights the other day, and, and the team in the end of the movie is Dallas Carter in all red, right? In all red, yeah. So. So I, I shout out to Dallas Carter, man. So if y'all remember that movie, if you want to win, you put, put booby in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But shout out, shout out to her, man. 1065 championship record. She beat notable people. Nobody could say anything about her. She rose to the occasion. That's exactly how you shut people down, man. I, that's what I think. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, you just really can't even say just notable people. She went out and beat Shelly Ann, Frazier Price. She also legend, beat... Yeah. Say, yeah, let me put it like that. She, she also beat, beat Sharika Jackson. She beat Talu as well. I mean, these these three ladies have some of the fastest times in the world, period. You know, and they have a lot of accolades. So for someone like Sherry to, uh, Shakari to come in and not only win, but in the fashion that she won, she won from the outside. She won from lane nine. So people who listen in don't realize what how track and field is set up. Of course, it's, it's equal. Everyone is at the same starting line, and they finish at the same finish line, right? But when you just, it's a blanket across the field, and you want to be next to your top competitors. You want to feel their energy. You want to know exactly how their game plan is unraveling, how they're running. If you're ahead, if you're behind, those things really do matter in races, and for her to be out in no man's land, which is lane nine away from everybody, and your top competitors are like in three, four, and five, you're not feeling them. And sometimes if you're running, you won't even have an understanding where they're at until you get closer to the finish line and kind of like when the, the pack itself kind of thins out and then you can see who the front runners are. And usually by that time, it's too late, right? But shoot, but let's talk about that a little bit. Let's dive in. Because this man is not only talk, telling you how it is in Dragonfield, he's talking about... Uh, talking from experience, 2017 United States world champion Justin Gatlin was in lane nine, won in the same fashion, Coleman and Usain and Usain Bolt battling in lane, I think, three and four? Yeah. It, and was, it was in three and four. I asked, technically, I was in eight. Prescott was in nine. Oh, okay, okay. But okay. I was still out there, though. Yeah, yeah. You still way still out, out there. there. Yeah. So you would say it was definitely to her advantage. Uh, double, if, double edge, man. I mean, you. You have the advantage if you're that athlete who can focus on your own race strategy and not worry about where everybody else is in the field and just run your race. 
it's amazing. You're out there and you not have no pressure. You only focus on who, what you came to do, which is win. Now, some people like being in the middle of the field or the middle of like, you know, the race itself to know exactly what's going on. For her, she had a mission and her mission was to go out there and win. It wasn't to beat the world. It was to come across that line first. And that's what she did. Funny thing is, is uh, there's a lot of things that, that surrounded that. So if you're in the middle of the track, that means you qualified or you won your heat with some of the fastest time. What was your qualifying time in your semifinal in 17? Man, now you're taking me back, man. I'm probably going to go with... Um, oh, what place? Did you win your heat? I didn't win my heat. Exactly. I didn't exactly. win my heat. Exactly. That's what I want our fans to understand. Because he didn't win his heat, he couldn't be in the middle of the track because those other two were the heat winners. So... When she carried didn't win a heat and she made it in on time, it changed the trajectory of where she was in, Facts. in the track. Facts. Uh, which can play on your mental a little bit. So if any of you don't know, Shakari and Justin shared the same coach. What did Dennis tell you when you didn't win your heat and you were on the outside? And then what do you think that he told Shakari, who was almost in the same exact situation? Well, you know, Dennis is that kind of coach where we came here to, to, to do a job. And that's what he would say. We came here to accomplish a mission. It don't matter that where we at on the track. We can be in lane one, or we can be in lane nine. It doesn't matter. The fact is, we're here. You got to get to that starting line. And when that gun goes off, you got to handle business. It's a non-coachable moment, as he would say. So actually, the outcome lies in your hands. And that dog-like mentality of the athletes he likes to coach we're un, you know, we're unfazed by if we in lane nine, eight, wherever else on the track, because we know we came for that mission to get the, get it done, dog. You know, and that's what it really means. So when I was in lane eight, I was like, okay. In my mind, I'm thinking, y'all put me over here in lane eight, take me out of where the energy's at and where potential winners are going to be at. All right, I'm gonna show y'all. I'm gonna show you exactly where the, where the winner's gonna be at, and that's why I won from lane eight. This is, I think. I, I just kind of think, not taking anything from, from D, I think your situation kind of set him up for another situation like this. Because even though it's, it's definitely up to the athlete, having direction from the coach is, is, is definitely key. He could, he, I could imagine him saying something like, I, we've been here before. We've been here with someone else. We've come here and at, anybody who's ever been coached by Dennis know this dude could resurrect the dead with one of his speeches. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> he, he can't. So... He's, he's very good at, at moments like this to get you very mentally prepared for that moment. But uh, it looked like when I examined the race, man, it looked like Sharika didn't even see her until she came through the line. She was so busy battling Shelly Ann yeah. in the middle of the track because both of them didn't run. Well, I would, I would say Shelly Ann probably didn't have enough races due to her injury, but Sharika didn't really run a race that she's usually used to, that I'm used to seeing her run. Yeah. So I feel like she knew the moment was above her. This was possibly about to be her first gold medal, and she really wanted it really, really bad. Well, you know, one thing I think that's not really illustrated is that you're looking at athletes who have trained themselves day in, day out for almost a whole year. And then if you're thinking about Olympic cycle, they're training themselves for almost four years for a moment, which is actually less than a moment. For women, 10 seconds. Men, is nine seconds. So you train, 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 train your body. Train, 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 train. And then that moment comes. 
And that moment isn't like a flash in the pan. It's like leading up to it, like you're sleeping the night before and you're thinking about, man, this Olympic finals is tomorrow. You're waking up eating breakfast. This Olympic finals is today. Putting your clothes on, Olympic finals is in a couple hours. Going to get on the bus to go to the track. I am driving to go compete for the Olympic finals. <laughs> get off that bus, warming up for the Olympic finals. So all that's playing in your head because it's always intertwined with that glory that you have, especially as a kid coming up, you know, that's the pinnacle of our sport, world championships and the Olympics. You want to win those medals. You want to get those contracts. You want to have that success. You want to etch your name in history. So what happens is you have those athletes that stand at that starting line and there's a unique pressure that they're put under. And that pressure is, I have the opportunity and the power to make history happen today. So, so you definitely have to have like a certain level of mindset because in every championship sport, that's like it's a small percentage to be on a professional team. It's a very small percentage of the world that'll ever make a, a, an Olympic or a world final. But the funny thing about those finals is something that you can't simulate in practice. You can't simulate eight or nine guys at your level. So I think that's what could definitely take over a person and we can see someone who's had a stellar season like Tulu come up empty-handed. Yeah. What do we feel like, did she at the moment get bigger than her? Because she ran a subpar time to her season where she was running. She ran 10.81, but she's probably averaged around 10.7 the whole year. What type of pressure is in that final that could have been amongst her to not? The, the moment is, is huge. I'm not even going to downplay the moment. You know, I always tell you, I always tell athletes, be bigger than the moment. But you realize that you're standing at the starting line of a finals and you are one of the favorites to win. That is a huge moment. It's a life-changing moment, not only for yourself, but for your team, for your country, and for the trajectory of your own career. <laughs> you know what I mean? So think about, for people at home who, who won't understand the magnitude, think about the kicker who's about to kick the field goal to win the Super Bowl. And it's a 50-yard kick. An amazing kick, right? Same thing as the person who has the basketball and they're bringing it down court and the clock is running out and you can already see three, two, one on the scoreboard and you got to shoot it. And it has to be accurate. And it has to go in because this is the only way you're going to win the NBA Finals. It's the same pressure because now you take yourself outside of everyone that's helped you get there and you're standing on the track and you need to execute that moment because if you don't execute that moment, then in your mind, and your heart, you're going to feel all this support and all this hard work was in vain. You know, you're going to be happy afterwards and be like, man, I ran a good time. I ran fast. I'm glad to be here. But for those real dogs, those real champions that have it in their blood, they bitter. They're mad because they know they got to start all over again. And now they have, have a new target to acquire. Right. And hence, a lot, a lot of people who've, who've not ran up to or lived up to the caliber they wanted to say, uh, I'm looking forward to 2024 because they feel like this is, the, this is the moment that they all trained all year for. And because it didn't happen, they have to look forward to Paris 2024. So I get that exactly, man. Shoot. Men's 100. My, my, my predictions was wrong. We talked, <laughs> we talked about the predictions, man. I had Noah Lyles at third. When I see Noah, I would shake his hand and apologize. But, uh, Let's talk about it, man. Let's let's get into it. Let's get into that to the final on what you thought. Shout out to Noah, man. I know um same thing. I didn't have Noah winning. 
you know? <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, he proved to me something that he proved to me actually last year in the 200, that he that dude, he him. I ain't gonna lie. He him. Himothy. He himothy, dog. <laughs> he that dude. And the stars are aligning for him to be that guy. And to be that guy, everyone at home, you got to realize to be that guy, you have to always rise to the occasion and be successful within that moment. And if you're not successful in that moment, your comeback got to be hellified. And that was, that, was, that was Noah. So him going from getting bronze, was it bronze in the Olympics or silver? It was bronze. It getting, was bronze, I think. Because yeah. Kenny got silver. Yeah. So getting bronze in the Olympics, that was a big upset you know, in that situation. And then coming back the next year and breaking the American record, running 19-3, which we haven't seen a time like that in a very long time. That showed that he wasn't going to lay down, bro. He wasn't going to lay down. And then this year, so many people have said he's not equipped to run 100 meters. He'll never be able to run against these 100-meter guys. Not only did he run against these 100-meter guys, he ran away from these 100-meter guys, and he did it in 100-meter fashion, which was he went low 9-8 to be able to be the victor. Which is, which is very fast. Let's, let's go back to what you said, 2017. I remember 2017. Noah declared he would be a, a triple gold medalist. Uh, in mindset, uh, that definitely, I think, motivated him because he only came up with a bronze. He only came up with a bronze in, in his race. He didn't run the 100. It, it was very not a good year for him. Came back, broke the American record. And like you said, I just think the stars are aligning in him. He just called his three goals. He put it in the atmosphere. But I think three goals are going to happen for him now. I, I, I didn't have it before, but I have the USA running the four by one. Because the energy for the USA right now is working. You know what I mean? I think everybody is doing, like, if you didn't notice, the last time a male and a female won 100 together was 2017 and you and rest in peace, Tori Bowie. True. You know what I mean? Very That's the true. last time, 2017. All right, Pete. Almost, almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Which is crazy. So now we are back there where we have Shakari Richardson and Noah Lyles. Things are starting to line up for, for the Sprint Cats. And they look amazing. We're going to get to it later about the 200 meters, but they look amazing right now. So Noah, all the way from then, he put it in the atmosphere. His failures has catapulted him to this moment right now. because. Three goals have always been on his mind. Yeah. Uh, I think I didn't have Tobogo on my list. <laughs> Tobogo. Tobogo was, a, he rose to the occasion. Last year, he didn't even make the final. Listen, man. <laughs> anyway. And I always talk about my boy Tobogo, dog, because I'm be like, look, that's the next one right there. He, I don't care what nobody say, Tobogo's the next cat up, dog. I'm telling you right now. Now, I don't mean just like, Next, like in the crowd, like just a normal elite star, like this dude can, this dude can be dominant, like seriously dominant. I did not pick Tobogo in the hundred to win the hundred, or even to get second in the hundred because I felt like he didn't have that strength to do so, to run at that top end level because his times were like you know nine nineties. He was hovering around there, but one thing about Tobogo, he show up. Mm -hmm. He show up. And he'll do and go above and beyond. He proved that to me in the 100 meter, dog. Like, cause I was like, yo, like, I got him in the 200. I told him, I personally said, hey, stick out the 100, use all your energy <laughs> for the 200, and rock and roll in the 200. He came out, proved me wrong, proved the world that I'm here. <laughs> and 
I'm about to get another medal in this 200. He, 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 he definitely looks like it, man. His top end is something I think a lot of athletes are not really looking at. His start isn't the best, is average, but his top end is amazing, bro. He He's moving at the end of the race just like I know a lot. And yeah. I think I don't think a lot of the, the 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 other cats they spend more time working on their start. He doesn't have to because his top end is more superior. So then I got a question. Then is starting and putting so much emphasis on being a good starter a relic now in our sport? Is it more about being more of a top end speed runner? And not saying like these guys are the ones invented this because you look at people like Carl Lewis, who never was a good starter, but he had an amazing top end as well. And is this is this something that is changing the game, kind of like how Steph Curry changed the game with becoming a three pointer specialist? I think uh, the I think our times have progressed to where coaches are not understanding to where we can have a longer acceleration phase. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's that the start is a relic, but I, I think they don't have to spend as much attention on a start because at the end of the day, if you're first to 60 meters in 100, it doesn't matter. It's 100 meters in 100 meters. Mm -hmm. So if you can't finish it, I'd rather, uh, you've ever heard that term, no matter how you start a race, it's how you finish. They're basically coaching on that type of a template. All right? We don't have to worry so much about a start. It just has to be average, but we got to worry about this transition and this finish because that's where the race is won. The last 20 meters at 100, that's where everybody's going to close our cover ground. Yeah. So I think coaches have, have now understood that. I think, um, shout out to uh, Zarnell Hughes, man, uh, getting Great Britain a medal. I think the last time Great Britain got a medal in the Worlds might have been Lipford, bro. Yeah. It might have been Limford Christie. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't yeah. think of another 100-meter guy that medaled I can't think in the World either. Championships all the, way, all the way back to him. So shout out to Zarnell. I definitely think that um, he could have ran better, but this is he had to play it safe. He false started the last Worlds. Possibly regretting that he could have meddled in. So you think you think that deja vu and the haunting of last last world last championship kind of like played in his mind before he got to the start line? Definitely. And then we see somebody like uh who who's always in the final from uh South Africa, uh Sambini. He got he, he got false start. So that would give you a nightmare right there. You'd be like, damn, that happened to me last time. I'm gonna sit tight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sit tight. Because I could fall start any other race, but I already fall started at Worlds last year. Mm -hmm. And then I can't do it again. And then it was back to back, 2022, 2023. You can't come back here and uh, and lose another Worlds. You know what yeah. I mean? Or fall start. So I definitely think that played placated on his mind. And he could definitely uh, try to finish a lot better. But uh, I think that, that definitely played a part, man. That, 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 that got to be haunting. You know what I mean? And then they had so many... You look at Fred semifinal, you know, all the false starts, you be like, bro, it's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the nightmare of, uh, in track and field, man. You know, um, getting all that way, doing all that work. And then you get to that starting line and then you fall start. Man. And then you up out of there and the whole <laughs> world watching you walk away, dog. <laughs> they know the process of what's going to happen. The process is, 
bow, bow. The gun gonna run. You gonna walk back in your mind. You thinking like, damn, dog. I'm on vacation. I ain't, I ain't. <laughs> First of all, you gonna think, unless you know that you false started, you gonna think like, man, hold on, man. I, I don't think I moved. Hold on, I don't know. <laughs> you gonna walk back. Everybody stand behind their blocks. You gonna look around. Everybody looking around. <laughs> Then that man with that red car gonna come out and be like, come to your lane. You be like, oh no, hold on. <laughs> Let me see that camera. <laughs> Let me see that camera. And you gonna walk over to the corner of the field and be like, show me. Show me on your screen that I fall started. <laughs> then that specialist gonna be like, here, here, and here. This is what happened. <laughs> Watch the video. Then you then you have no questions, dog. You be like, man, I, I guess I'm out of here. <laughs> so, you know. Hey, man, but look. Noah, shout out, man. Hey, if Adidas don't capitalize on what that man said when he finished, and put it on a shirt, uh, man. They'll be crazy, man. He, what he what he say? Because a lot of people, I think a lot of people missed it because it was it, it was, was poetic, dog. It, it was, was a statement. They could put that in a commercial, man. He came across the line and then walking back to the camera, he said, "They say I wasn't the one, but I thank God that I am." <laughs> boy, <laughs> listen, boy, you better copyright that. I'm trying to tell you, boy. Today, if he, today, today, I might copyright it. And he might have to buy it. From me. <laughs> That's what I do is make money. Let me copyright pull out the laptop real yeah, quick. Copyright that boy and be like, he be like, bro, it's already copyrighted. Yeah, you could buy it for me for honey. Hey, they're gonna look well, at it. Hey, they're gonna look at the screen and be like, they say somebody named Rodney Rocky. Green owns that. He bought it a day after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. man. Shout out the door. Shout out the door, man. Uh what's next on our docket, man? Grant Holloway. Grant, man. I like Grant, man. Three-peat, man. Three-peat, dog. Man, he like he like MJ right now. Yeah, bro. He like MJ <laughs> Grant, Grant is such a likable athlete, dog. He has the greatest mixture of, like, humbleness, but that cockiness peppered in with just, just a little bit of cockiness just to let you know I'm that dude. Yeah. He, he I, like, like, I like him, dog. Yeah, he, he not scared of anything, man. I like that. I like, um, I watched him on a show where uh, Fred was talking, and he was like, man, I'll come down to the 100 where you at. Like, <laughs> like, like, don't, don't, don't forget. I, I run ten one before. I ain't trained for the hundred, but I can train for that bad boy, and I'll be there. He's a six forty five, sixty meter runner. Look, bro. So hey. it ain't, it ain't like he, he, he slow, Look, or he a slump. That man can run a four hundred. That man can run a sixty. That man can run a hundred meters. That man can long jump. <laughs> I don't put nothing past Grant, dog. Grant, that's why they call the man Boy Wonder. Hey, boy, hey. he could, he could do everything, man. I was grateful for. Um, but Daniel Roberts, man, this is third world championship. And he Glad. came up with something, man. So shout out to Daniel Roberts, man. Um, he finally was able to, to get him one. And uh Hansel Parchment, man, welcome back. He cramped up in the last world championships. He wasn't able to run, bro. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's it, it was crazy. It was a great race, man. Two twelve se- two guys were under 12 seconds. Yeah. Which is which is I mean 13 seconds, which is yeah. which is which is a great race, man. So uh Shout out to them, man. I'm still waiting for Grant to break this world record, man. He keep playing around. He needs to go ahead and just break this world record. Just He got the three. He three-peated. We got to move on to the next history-making thing now. It's true, because he said he wanted to be amongst the greats. So I think he's he's tied now for the person who has the most consecutive world championships, or three in a row. So I think now it is the time for him to to try to sort it out. Now I'm no no hurdle coach, but what I do notice is his last four hurdles, they they kind of creep up on him kind of fast, and he's not able to close on that world record. I remember watching him and he almost broke the world record. He was at the most relaxed state. 
He didn't press. His eyes wasn't big. He was just trying to get through the round. And I think he, as long as him and Coach Mike Holloway gets back to that, of him relaxing, because he definitely is the guy, you know what I mean, to do it, uh, I think he, he'll he definitely have it. I think he probably 1275, 78, yeah. something like that. I think he's definitely the guy for that. But, yeah. you know, shout out to uh, Mike Holloway, man. He He's doing it on the professional level and collegiate level, man. He They got to make a statue of him in Florida. <laughs> they will for sure, man. For sure. I'm, yeah, I mean, he's done an amazing job of of being consistent and a consistent hurler, and that's the key. You know what I mean? He keeps it, he keeps it exciting to watch as well, man. So shout out to Grant, man. Congratulations to you once again, my friend. Uh, we look forward to seeing what what you have coming up next. Man, I, I see you. Let, let's talk about one thing that I think they added to the world championships, man, that I think is going to be a great incentive. They, I think they started giving coaches medals, bro. They did, man. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I think that that is amazing, man. That that's an incentive for a coach. You know what I mean to to get a medal from the at like him and his athlete gets a medal, man. I think that's that's dope. They don't. That I think that's amazing. Now, now you're a decorated coach. Not not just stats. You have you have medals. the hardware. You yeah, the to hardware. Prove it. You to can prove it. walk in somebody's house and be like, yeah. That one, that one, that one. This is this girl's, this athlete. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, I think that's Coach getting in the club now, boy. You know who I am, dog? I'm Olympic gold medalist coach, coach. dog. <laughs> World championship gold medalist coach. Well, shoot, it's only right because, I mean, those bonuses that the, the that you get in your shoe contract, that they have bonuses for coaches also. Yeah. So, I mean, it's only right if the if you could if you could get it on that level, why not get a medal too? You know what I mean? It looks exactly the same. It doesn't look like a they don't have like a coach. No, it's identical. Edition. It's identical. Yeah, it's identical. So I definitely think that level of prestige is is pretty good to look at. Um, we got our female hurdles out there, man. They, they ain't in the final yet. Semifinals happen today. Uh, three, the three, the three, the three-headed monsters got through, and they got through in good fashion. Kenny Harrison, Toby Amazon. Well, actually, four Niali. That's what I'm about to say. And, yeah, I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> and, and Jasmine Camacho Quinn. Okay, okay, okay. We gonna go four headed monster. But <laughs> honorable mention, man, to uh, to the Bahamas, man, to uh, to my uh, my countrymen. Uh, man, her name slipped me for that second. Uh, Devin Charlton. What? Forgive me, girl. <laughs> well, you about, about, about to get in trouble, boy. <laughs> I'm about to get in trouble. Like, how you going to forget? Girl. <laughs> hey, man, she ran a national record in, in, in the heats, man, 1244. Damn, that's and what's we, up. We talked about this earlier. We yeah. remember when 1244, what girls used to be chasing through the line, like coming through like, Rah! Yeah. Now, yeah. they motoring down to 12-4. Yeah. Like, it ain't no big deal. Like, yeah, I just ran 12-4. Exactly. I mean, we talking about Kenny ran twelve twenty four, and the heats definitely has to be a heat record. There's oh, yeah. no, it can't be nobody. Definitely, because what? Ten years ago, that would have been a world record, bro. Maybe even five years ago, it might have been a world record. I was there on the track when she broke the world record for the first time. That's crazy. So, That's so, crazy. so to see her accomplish that goal of of breaking the the twelve three barrier to go twelve two, and then now her running twelve twos in like just a semi round throttling down. Like, it's amazing. It only tells you exactly where where the sport or that event can go. I mean, already what the world record is twelve eleven now. Yeah, 12-11. so they about to they about to creep into them. It sound like they about to creep into them eleven second hurdles. Dude, let's 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 get you in trouble a little bit, man. What's what's your prediction for the final? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> my prediction is that all those, all four of those ladies come across that line in solidarity. <laughs> and they're going to be holding hands and they're going to say, you know what? You got to give us all four goals. <laughs> that's, that's my prediction right there. It's, no, it's really going to be hard, man. I mean, but it's a hard pick, but it's also going to be exciting to watch. Very. Because at the end of the day, respectively across the board, each one of those women are well equipped to be able to be a world champion. They work hard for it. And all of them got that dog in them. Definitely. So that's what makes for a good event and for a good sport. And that's one of the reasons why the the 100 meter hurdles is one of the favorite events to watch, man, because they battle day in, day out. Almost every meet you see them, they're battling one of their, their biggest competitors. So they never duck and dodge. Nope. And they out there getting it in. And a lot of them out there doing it with being a mom or having other things on the side that could distract a normal person. They still stay focused. Man, they, they, I've, I feel like not just those four women, other women who are also in that uh, event have made that event very exciting in the last maybe four or five, four, three to four years, man. They've made that event very, brought a lot of attention um, to that event. Like it's, it's, it's starting to be heavily watched and I think they, 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 they definitely deserve it. I couldn't even imagine, bro, watching 100 meters and going from the fact of if I was running like nine sevens and now they out here just running nine sevens and nine sevens <laughs> in the uh in the semis or either in the in the prelims and they come and throttling down at nine sixes and the commentators are like, yeah, we look, we might be seeing a nine five. <laughs> like this the the event's gonna evolve. Like the hurdles have just evolved, man. That's yeah. that's mind blowing to me. Yeah, I and I think I think what is different is in your head, you ain't that far removed. You're like it ain't like 10 years <laughs> later. It's like, it's like two years later. You're yeah. like, bro, this is crazy. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I be, I be watching this season progress and then I be seeing like cats starting to run fast. I be like, hold on down. <laughs> My spot's in jeopardy. <laughs> the guy's about to run nine six now. You know what I mean? So, but shout out to everybody. They work very hard. Um, stay, if you haven't watched or started watching the world championships, you can catch it on Peacock. Um, or CNBC or CNBC um, the schedules will be up on World Athletics page or, or, or also um, on you could go and check it on you could just google it World Champions World Athletics schedule and it'll show you they're on day five right now or, um, five of nine yeah so, or if you go to USA Track and Field dot uh, org and they'll have their schedule up there as well but everyone stay tuned it's gonna be more exciting things to come Definitely. Our next, on the next show, ready, set, go. What else we got? We got anything else up or oh, we out of here? No, no, no. We ain't out of here. Shoot. We got the 400. Oh, yeah. yeah we got man. the 400. We got the 400, man. We got Vernon Norwood from the USAPB. We got Matthew Hudson Smith, who looks amazing, man. Ran 44-2, a national record in the semifinal, man. Wow. So, yeah. Shoot. Let's, let's, not, not just talking about that, man. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. We, we said Dennis. Uh, let's shout out to these Florida coaches, man. Lance Brahman, shoot, Gary Evans. Yeah. Florida out there doing it, man. Yeah. Shakari Richardson is coached by Dennis Mitchell here, Central Florida. Noah Lyles, coached by Lance Brahman, Central Florida. And uh, Nia Lee, Central Florida. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember a coach named Lord. Please. I think it's Tom. Can't remember, but they train in Central Florida. Matthew Hudson Smith, 
Central Florida. Shout out to Hurdle Tom. Hurdle Tom. <laughs> Man, that's Central Florida. Aaron Brown. Dennis Mitchell, Central Florida. Well, it's the same thing with the uh, the 400 meter guy who just won this weekend. Um, uh, just won in the um, McMaster. Got, we got second. Yeah, McMaster. McMaster. With Gary. Yeah, Coach Gary. Steven man. Gardner. Gary. Tamari Davis. Tamari Davis. Coach Gary. Yeah, <laughs> Coach Gary. So, so <laughs> you know, it's is it's Florida a, the new spring capital of the world? It is right now for sure, 100. percent I'm not even gonna deny it. It's if you want to get fast, you got to take that ass. Down to Florida. Oh, I would be remiss. You know, no disrespect. Mike Holloway. He has Bonville, Arian, and he has Grant Holloway. Yeah. Florida boys. Florida. <laughs> They're yeah, not right. from Florida, but they all train in Florida. So I don't want to uh, have people be like, oh, they're not from Florida. I understand. All of them are not from Florida, but they train here. Look, <laughs> they train here. If you, if you live more than three years in Florida, you're a Floridian. You're from Florida. <laughs> We've adopted so, you. So I just want to shout out to all our Florida coaches who out there doing it, man. Almost every final look like one of those coaches are in the final. I, I'm a coach also. Justin is too. We aspire to be like those coaches to hopefully have some of our athletes in a, in a, a final or a medal someday. But we just want to give them their flowers, man, and shout out their names. Some of the times the athletes get all the accolades, but those coaches definitely sit down, study, and try to motor those athletes to where they can be today. I want to put that out there. Back to where we were. <laughs> uh, we was talking about uh, the 400, man. 400? 400 is coming 400 up, hurdles got four, Yep, 400 coming up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. So the 400 is coming up, and the 400 hurdles was good today. We're going to start with, with, with your predictions for the 400. Stevie went down, man. I mean, 242 went down. Uh, it was sad to see him go down today, but I think that final is going to look amazing. I have Matthew Hudson-Smith winning. Reason being, Van Nieker was in his heat and he beat Van Nieker. I don't think he relinquishes that lead back. So I definitely have Hudson-Smith at first. I have... I want a medal for, for Vernon so long because he's been on the circuit so long and this is his first final. I mean, he looked really good in the semis. He did. I mean, he did. He, he, not only did he... He he run up next to to Wade, but he ran past Wade. So, and that's something I've never seen Vernon really do. So I, he clearly is coming with something different in his arsenal this year, and he has a lot of confidence. Um, I think he has the opportunity to get on that podium too, man. To right, so, I, so you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put Vernon at, at two. I'm gonna put Vernon at two, and with the two vets, man, I, it's, it's a toss up between Van Nieker and. Uh, What's his name from Grenada? Karani. Karani. Yeah. They're they the two vets. Yeah. <laughs> it was a toss-up between them. Karani is a dog, man. Wait, it, I don't think Wade made the finals. Or did he made he the did, finals? Because, because oh, because Stevie got injured. Yeah. Pumped back in. <laughs> he Woo! wouldn't have made it, though. <laughs> yeah, this is, about to be, this is about to be spicy. It, it's about to be it's spicy, about to be spicy, man. It's going it's to be a very fast, fast final. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with that same order. I'm going to put... Um, I'm going to put... I'm put Karani up in there though, man, because Karani went through a lot this season. I'm proud to see Karani back on the track. He lost his coach. Yeah, he lost um, his coach this year, yeah. so that's that. That's hard to see you not get on the podium. He gonna he gonna probably do everything in his power to to actually finish that race. Yeah. So I mean, shout you know, R.I.P. to Harvey Glance, who was his coach and uh, uh, an amazing hurdler, <laughs> amazing Olympian. No, yeah. he's a sprinter, bro. 
Harvey was a oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know Harvey because when I, when I, my freshman year, I doubled in NCAAs and I won the gold and the one and the two. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's he right. did it 30 years prior to me. And that ever since that moment, I remember who Harvey was and much respect to Harvey um, and his family. Um, like I said, Harvey wasn't just a coach to Karani. He actually was a father figure. He was the only real person he knew when he came to, when he came to America and he took Karani under his wing. Uh, they lived in the same home for for years, you know what I mean. So it was like a master and sensei. It was a real wow. deep connection. So I want to see Karani pull that emotion and that energy out, especially on that last one hundred, and really dig deep and do something for for Harvey. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be that would be remarkable to watch. Yeah, De definitely. We're gonna get to some of the finals today that we saw, man. We saw. The women's 400 meter final, we're going to stay there, and then we're going to move on to the men's 400 hurdle final. Polino. Polino is the world champion at 48-7. Yeah. 48-7. I, I was very proud of her. I said 48-6 was going to win. She ran 48-7, which is the national record for um, Sada got from Barbados got third, and the young lady from Poland. Poland, yeah. I can't say her Poland, name. Poland, yeah. <laughs> Young lady from Poland got second. She got second, man. Yeah. It was a really fast race. Two people. It was 48, 49, 49. What does this say for our former world champion, uh, my countryman? I'm going to keep plugging that. Sean, they coming back to the sport next year. <sighs> to be honest, I mean, Sean has gone to the 200 to the 400, I think back to the 200 a little bit. So I, it's nothing that's new to her to come back into an environment where there's going to be, you know, aggressive competitors. Um, Shawnee's a monster. Shawnee's a beast. And I think Shawnee is going to evolve to what she sees at this championship today and see what the finals possessed and what the, the players were. And she's going to have that, that intent to work towards that goal. And she knows what it takes to win. And watching her run... She's run, she runs confidently. So I think her going to the championship and not making the finals off of the fact that she just had a baby was to test where she that is and then use that as her platform and as she grows and become, comes back into the sport. If she chooses to run the four, she'll know where she's, where she's at. Mm. I agree with that. I agree with that. We saw War Home. This is third world championship. This, third, this is third one, bro. This is third one. He missed the last one. He wasn't the world champion. He's now currently the world champion again at 46-6. What, what do we think happened today? We have Warholm at first. We have McMaster, Gary Evans athlete, at second. And we have Rod Benjamin at third. Former world champion, I think he got fifth, the Santos. But we all know he was coming off an of operation. He kind of started his, his year halfway through the season. So... I don't credit his finish to how he finished today. I think if he was more prepared and he had the same amount of time that uh, his peers had. Absolutely, that He would have been a lot more oh, yeah. prepared for this world championship. Absolutely. You know I mean? He's going to be a force to reckon with next year off top. Was, was, what, what do we think is, is, I don't think anything is wrong with Rye, but what do we think he could have done? Because he faded the third today, man. <sighs> To me, I, I, if I was Rye, I would question my race strategy. Because at a point in that race, coming off the, la coming off the last turn, going into a straightaway, him and, him and Warholm were like shoulder to shoulder. 
he was definitely in 100% of striking distance to be able to kind of switch another gear to stay with Warholm to go, right? And I don't know, can't say what was going on in his head, what wasn't going on in his head. But the fact is, and you love saying this quote, so I'm allow you to say it, but there has to be a time when you're an athlete that you reevaluate either your race strategy or your mental and how hungry you are to go into it. Because if you are a stellar athlete and you know the times that you can run, and when you look at the clock and the time that won was a time that you've already ran before in your life, you get sick. You'd be like, damn, like I could have <laughs> did that. If I would have just ran the same race I ran in the semis, in the finals, I would be a world champion right now. I've been there before. So I think that he needs to re reass reassess, reevaluate his game plan going into not just races, but finals yeah. and what it takes for him to be a champion. Yeah, I think um, he needs to line up with Warholm a lot more in those Diamond Leagues uh, to feel him, um, to try different race strategies. I don't know if if those meets will allow it with both of them locking up or if they have the money to put up for them to race in a lot of them. But I definitely would say the quote that I've heard Warholm say, if they want to beat me, they're going to have to be willing to die. When somebody says that, if you're not really and truly, if they believe that, you have to be willing to die, bro. Oh, yeah. And if you're not willing to do that, you're going to lose every time. Yeah. <laughs> every time. Literally, literally, when I hear something like that, <laughs> something in my mind turns off and says, okay, we going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Like, we taking it to another level that I've never taken it before. And what you can't take with you is fear. No. You can't take fear or complacency when you're going toe-to-toe -to -toe with someone like that. Someone who says, I'm willing to die for this, you remember, <laughs> that's the same way Wade talked. Yeah, yeah. He, Kirk, he, when, he was, when he broke the uh, world record in the 400 meters, he said, I'm willing to die for this. Yes. And it was times where he collapsed when he came across the finish line. Yes. It's, you are in a different level, a different zone. And you have to, who, any competitor, you have to meet that person who's talking like that in that realm. Yeah. You ain't going to be able to take them out that realm. No, that, that's a different type of mindset. And to, to Van, Van Nieker, first world title, they had to cart him off the field. I remember yeah. that. I remember <laughs> they, it too. They had to put him in a cart and cart him off. Yeah. He won and he couldn't even get up. And he needed oxygen. I remember that. I was standing there. I was like, this man need oxygen? I think they about to take this man to the hospital, dog. <laughs> he did go to the hospital. He did go to the hospital. But it, it catapulted his career to another level bro because the next year or the next two years he came that was the next year the olympics was he came back and broke the world record yeah so yeah. so what we're saying mindset that type of mindset if you could if you be living to to be in that mindset to kind of culminate those type of things and say i'm willing to die now we know literally ain't nobody gonna die like the ass it ain't gonna kill you you're just gonna it's hurt metaphor. the hell out of you metaphorically yeah but, but what you are witnessing is those are calling cards of people who are door openers. And what I mean by that is, as human beings, we always give ourselves a boundary, especially in, in sports and athletics. We'll say, man, ain't nobody can run 9-7. Ain't nobody can run 9-6. And then someone comes along and does it. Because guess what? They don't have no fear. They have no complacency. They really, truly believe that they can do it. And then they go out there and do it. And then that's when the doors open and people start peering in and say, oh, shit, hold on. There's a whole other room of success? He ran what? 47? 
Damn, I think I can run 47 too. And then they start training to run 47. Now you got three cats out there who can run 47 when the world record was a, 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 a fleeting memory now. Yeah. Well, that world record was a monumental. Kevin, Kevin Young running the times he ran, it was it was one of those world records that was untouchable yeah. or thought to be untouchable. Now you have almost half a field who can run a time comparable. Definitely, definitely. All these guys, I mean, not even just that event, not all of the events, they're they're running the old world records like they playing with it, man. You know what I mean? So it is definitely, definitely, definitely evolved our sport, man, which, which is a great thing, man. We, we wish that more things can happen like this in, in our sport, but congratulations to Warhol, man. This is third world title. Um, I don't know where he goes from there. He already has the world record. He already has three world championships. I think I think they're saying he's going to try his hand in the 400 like Sydney. I mean, that would be the best next place for him to go because I feel like, you know, I'm just loosely speaking, I feel like the walls were closing in because he didn't do well the year before even though he had an injury. And a lot of people want to write you off very quickly in our sport. And people are like, oh, it's rise time or Santos. Santos the champion. Ain't nobody going to beat Santos now. Now we have a healthy war home. And he comes back and he shows that this is his home. This is his throne. He might move over to another event to keep him, you know, busy, stimulated. Because when you constantly win in the same event and you constantly beating the same people, you get complacent. You be like, man, you know what? I know what it takes to win. So I ain't going to put that extra work in. And that's when you start faltering. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think that's all we had on the docket for today, man. Um, unless you have any predictions for them four by ones, and then we'll close out with that. Man, to be honest, I don't know what the order would be for Team USA. Um, so I'm curious to see what that is. But I am going to say that the young quartet that Jamaica is going to bring to the table, I really feel like they're going to be a threat. Oh, definitely. They're going to be a threat. Definitely. Because we've watched countries that don't have truly elite sprinters. When I mean elite sprinters, like guys who have ran nine eights and nine sevens consistently. They have guys who are right on that bubble, nine nines, nine nine lows, ten O's, and they've gone on as a quartet to win a medal in the relays. Japan, China, for example, right? Uh, Great Britain, mm -hmm. same thing, and they've gone on to win medals and win top medals. Yeah, like they and they run fast. Exactly. It, ain't, it ain't like a subpar four by one. It's a fast four by one. Exactly. So I think for Jamaica, as long as they get their hand down, their hand off straight, and they compete with the best of their abilities, I could see them threatening that whole crowd and possibly coming away with a goal. Yeah, I, I just think, man, the stars align. It's aligning. I think with Fred not making the final in a hundred. He's really upset about that. So he's going to pour everything into this four by one. They have to make it work. He has to leave it something. Um, I've always said, man, they should call Noah behind Allstate. He's going to be on last leg, man. I, I put him last leg every time. Wherever we lose it, if we're losing, every time. He's going to, he, he needs to be on last leg. Every time. Um, but I do hear your point about Fred not uh, receiving and giving at the same time. Um, but it's definitely going to be interesting because they're going to have to run a different four by one in the heats in the final because of the 200. Exactly. So it's going to be interesting. The final lineup will be crazy, but 
we know now we'll see Fred because he's not running the 200. We'll see him in the in the heats of the four by one. I, I, and I like your prediction that we talked about before. You have Coleman coming out the hole. You have Fred on second leg. You have Arian Knight on third. And then you have Noah bringing home on fourth. That would be a deadly combination. I actually would like to see that. I think I think third leg is interchangeable, man, because Kenny, Kenny runs a, a deadly curve too, man. He come off that curve humming. So um, I don't know if they pick Arian, if he's too young or if he went to relay camp, um, but they might pick uh, Kenny because I remember Kenny saying that he didn't get picked last time um, at, in Oregon. I remember seeing the interview where he talked about that. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I think we're all going to be tuning in to see exactly what the order is going to look like, especially for the prelims, which is going to be interesting in Canada. Canada is the reigning champion. Can't rule them out. <laughs> you can't rule them out, but they have, I think, three individuals that are going to be running the 200. So you're taking away three of your top runners and you got to bring in substitutes because the 200 is kind of intersecting with the four the, by one, the four that by is, one, bro. That so is true. I don't know if they have enough guys to even close that bad boy out to make the final. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be a tough one for them. So. Yeah, very, very, very tough, man. But y'all stay tuned. The World Athletics final once again on Peacock, CNBC. Um, stay tuned for your next show on Ready, Set, Set Go. go. <laughs>